An attempt for an Australian first parliamentary inquiry into gender dysphoria and care has been defeated in South Australia. Yesterday, independent MLC Frank Pangalo withdrew the motion just hours later with SA government and some crossbenchers opposing support. Mr Pangalo, in his speech last November, says gender-affirming procedures are complex and controversial, affecting several issues such as family and mental health. But an advocate says that while the trans community remain positive with the outcome, more work and support are needed. So what were the biggest concerns around potential for parliamentary inquiry? The Wire spoke with South Australian Rainbow Advocacy Alliance spokesperson, Beck Gowdies, to find out more. I mean, a key thing for us is that every time something like this happens at the parliamentary level is that it gives rise to really damaging and hateful rhetoric in the media and that then leads on to an increase in attacks on trans and gender diverse people on the streets even and there's evidence of that that was reported in the fueling hate report put together by trans justice last year and that includes you know like when posey parker visited victoria last year every time that someone gets a platform for this kind of false information it further fuels those people to come out and show their true colors and and be really um hateful and harmful toward one of the most vulnerable groups in our society. So our concern was that it was going to further marginalise and isolate trans and gender diverse people in South Australia and and make them even more vulnerable to attacks. I'm aware that Mr Pangalo said in his speech that this subject is perhaps one of the most complex and controversial medical issues confronting our society today. What was your reaction to this? Look, the, the evidence doesn't actually say that it's controversial. When you, when you look at the real evidence, the research that has been undertaken, it points very differently. And, and in fact, it points more to the idea that by delaying gender affirming care, that's when people are more likely to be harmed by the delay. One of the most common reports that we get, in fact, is that the process, commencing that process of going down a path of, of going into gender-affirming care, whether that be initially through psychological talks or counselling with a mental health worker, uh, and then beyond that, onto puberty blockers, onto hormone replacement therapy, all of those kinds of things. That's a very long and drawn-out process and certainly doesn't happen in a hurry for anyone, especially not children. What were some of the comments or views from uh, the trans and gender diverse community that you've heard um, or received both in the lead up and also following the inquiry's withdrawal yesterday? He knew he didn't have the numbers. And we see this happen a bit, politicians, which is fortunate in the sense that it meant that there wasn't the opportunity for that that platform to, to, to get in there. But the yeah, the responses that we've been getting from people in the community has just been overwhelmingly positive. Like I actually had someone contact me via email saying, I'm so glad that you that you've been able to get this achieved. We we were actually starting to be concerned that we were gonna have to move from South Australia because I didn't want to have my child exposed to this kind of hateful content in Parliament and what it, what it would lead to. It's a very, very serious thing. People don't seem to realise that. Generally, the kind of responses that we've been getting, this is excellent news, brilliant news. Thank you to everybody involved. So relieved to hear. I mean, I think the other side of it, 
to keep aware of is that this isn't the last time we're going to hear from Frank on this. This isn't the last time that we're going to hear from other anti-trans people that are out there. I'm aware that the South Australian Labor Party, the SA Greens and Michelle Lenzik didn't show support for the motion. Mm-hmm. What do you think that the broad opposition represents or, or says about this? It shows that people are becoming more educated Basically, at the end of the day, when people have a better understanding of of what the system actually looks like and understand and and meet with trans people and meet with the parents of trans people and meet with people in our community who work with trans people on a day-to-day basis and actually get an understanding of what the lived experience of trans people is like in our community, that is when people realise that this is such an important thing, you know, having accessible and available gender-affirming care is is life-saving for our community. There have been many, many years of advocacy and progress, mm-hmm. including the a statewide gender diversity model of care in mm-hmm. South Australia. Moving forward, what do you want to see governments do to improve access to care and surgeries to accommodate the needs of South Australians and also Australians looking to affirm gender? I think the start in South Australia needs to be about actually probably rolling out that gender model of care. Yes, it was released last year and that was after a very long process process of developing it and it was there's a lot of elements of that gender model of care that will take some time to roll out I would suggest that's probably a good place to start beyond that there's a few different approaches that we have been talking about and looking at and eventually at some point further down the line we'd like to see more support for certain procedures and access for people that are living in smaller communities around the country because I know that getting appointments even in in bigger cities also here definitely in Adelaide quite often people have to wait you know nine months even just to have their initial appointment. South Australian Rainbow Advocacy Alliance spokesperson Beck Gowdies speaking with The Wire. (laughs) 